1: Good day
2: to you Habs fans and hockey fans out there. I was going to say good afternoon, but maybe you're not listening to this show in the afternoon. Maybe, Maybe I should be saying good morning to you or good evening or just good day. Glad you're here with us. Uh, Welcome back to this week's episode of the Press Zone Podcast right here on the AHL Report. We're part of Rocket Sports Media and we are a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. So welcome to you. Uh, We're glad that you're here for us, uh, here with us this week. Lots to talk about today. Um, Lots to catch you up on regarding the Laval Rocket. And boy, did they have a roller coaster of a week last week. Uh, Some pretty... Pretty decent highs and some pretty low lows. Uh, we're going to get you caught up on all of that. Um, and then in the second segment, Patrick Williams is going to be here for the AHL Hot Stove. Uh, we're going to take uh, take a look at his um, takeaways from Laval's weekend and uh, a pretty close examination of this week's AHL Player of the Week because uh, really he earned his accolades due to Playing against the Laval Rocket this past weekend and put up a pretty remarkable uh, performance uh, in the two games he played against Laval, but also uh, a, a game that, that he had played against Belleville earlier earlier in the week. So lots to cover today. So glad that you're here. Before we do anything, a little bit of homework, a little bit of uh, housekeeping and bookkeeping If you want to call it that, uh, just uh, ask that you make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast. Take a look down uh, at your podcast player, whether you're listening in our website um, or in the article post on AHLReport.com, or maybe you're listening on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Music, wherever you're listening from, just make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. We don't want you to miss an episode. And really tis you know where it's it's getting to be the season tis the season christmas commercials are already uh happening a lot of you already have your decorations up um and so what do you think that you could do to help out the rocket sports crew this holiday season uh the easiest thing and the best way that you can help us here at the press zone is by sharing our content so just tap that share button and share this episode on your favorite social media platform we would very much appreciate it. Um, all right, so the Laval Rocket. When I left you last week, uh, things were looking pretty bleak, pretty dire. Um, the Laval Rocket went on, you know, they were they were on that um, six game uh, homestand and came out of that with boy, um, nothing but one win in six games at home and then uh they went off on the road for that that three and three and they they put up a good win against utica uh that friday night but then miserable losses versus the lehigh valley phantoms and the hershey bears and so it was not looking good at all for Laval uh, coming into Wednesday night's game, the start of a four-game homestand for them, uh, but with only two wins so far on the season, and they faced off against Abbotsford uh, that first uh, that first Wednesday, and Abbotsford is a is a team. It's they're not in the conference. Um, they're actually part of the the, the Western Conference. Uh, but since they're a Canadian team, it's a it's a convenient, uh, you know, there's a bit of different uh, distance obviously, but it's a, it's a convenient matchup. And so Abbotsford came into town and uh, they were they were not doing great at, at that point either. They were kind of in a similar place in the standings um, as Laval at the time, a little bit better but but still struggling a little bit. Um, and Laval took full advantage of that to their credit. They, um, they ended up winning this one, uh, four to two, and it was, um, you know, it was an okay performance. Uh, Keaton Primo was in net, and he he looked okay. He looked. Uh, it was actually one of the better performances he's probably had uh, this season. Which I mean, the bar is pretty low for him right now, as far as as far as that's concerned. Um, Anthony Richard getting two more goals. He's leading the league in goals. Actually, um, there's a there's a player hot on his heels though, but but he he is surprisingly for as bad as Laval has been. Anthony Richard is leading the league in goals, and he actually capped it off with a shorthanded empty net goal at the end of the night for his second of the night. Uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard got on the score sheet in this one as well. And I mentioned last week that that Harvey Pinard has not been um quite as dynamic as we've as we're used to seeing from him and so him getting on the scoreboard was was a was a nice uh nice thing to see uh Corey Schooneman also scoring his second of the season so it was a it was a pretty nice win and okay you know come home start this start the homestand with a good win um get your third victory of the season and um see where things go from there see if you can build on that from there I'm sorry I should say that was their fourth win of the season um, and, and see what you can build on from there so then the Cleveland Monsters then came into town for a Friday night game followed by a quick turnaround and a three o'clock matinee on Saturday um, now Cleveland's is a division rival these days um, Cleveland came into the North Division a couple of seasons ago. And so this is a division rival, Cleveland sitting higher in the standings uh, with a bit of a, a better uh, sturdy footing under, under you know, foundation um, with some pretty, pretty good players on their team, despite the fact that Cleveland is absolutely decimated with call-ups and injuries. Um, their roster has been picked clean, basically. Uh, so on this night, you know, you really wanted to see Caden Primo getting a, a second consecutive start after a very strong performance, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, Rem Pitlick was back, you know, he got called up and went on the road trip with the Canadians, but he was back in Laval for this night. Danic Martel was sitting in the press box, um, you know, and it, it it was pretty stable i mean the monsters were up two to one after after two periods so the rocket you know they were in it they were they were you know it was it was it was looking okay rem Pitlick had scored a a power play goal um his first of the season in the ahl mitchell stevens got on the board for the first time um this season which was good to see that happened in the third period but boy oh boy um things just fell apart completely in the third period this this game was kind of it was testy from the beginning um i think you know cleveland laval is quickly becoming a a bit of a bitter division rivalry uh they don't like each other very much and that was very obvious and unfortunately as we know falling into the trap of penalties is something that laval has been very good at this season uh, they did it to themselves again. and the power, the penalty kill, this is a team, they obviously would have known that Cleveland, coming into this game, had the third best power play in the league. So and 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 Laval's penalty kill was pretty much something like the third or fourth worst in the league. So for a team that has a terrible power penalty kill, and for a team that has been notorious for taking way too many penalties and bad penalties this season, the number one message coming into this game should have been, stay the heck out of the box or we're going to get burned. Um, Well, and they did the opposite of that. They were constantly in the box, and yes, they got burned. Um, Allowing Cleveland to score five power play goals on six power play opportunities. Yes, that you heard that right. The Monsters went 5 for 6 on the power play. Absolutely obliterated Laval's PK. In fact, after this game was over, Cleveland's power play was now the number 1 power play in the league and Laval's penalty kill was now the worst in the league. Um and it was the Monsters put up five goals in the third period and absolutely routed the Laval Rockets seven to three. Caden Primo did not look good. Uh it was complete you know on on the Cleveland side of things, I think there were five different guys who had either a four or five point night. Um those are not the kinds of statistics that you want to hand to your opponent. Um, and and uh, a, a lot of that, there was uh, David Juracek, who was the sixth overall draft pick this past summer, is playing on this Cleveland Monsters team. He scored his very first pro goal in North America as, you know, the 18-year-old getting his first goal. Um, and that was a really big deal for him. Happy, to, Always happy to see a new top prospect uh, get on the score sheet. In fact, he scored twice both times on the power play. Uh, he would go on in the weekend to actually score three goals in the two games versus Laval. Um, Trey fix has been a, a pretty solid fixture for Cleveland for a while. Uh, he had an absolutely ridiculous night as well, uh, scoring, I think he had a five-point night, five or six points. He had two goals and either three or four assists on the night. Um, it was an absolute... Uh, absolute route and so uh you know JFL was not happy the players weren't happy it was it was a demoralizing loss uh and so what would they do on Saturday to turn things around and come back at three o'clock the next afternoon well some changes were made in the lineup uh Nick Boudin had a seat from in the press box Nick Boudin actually got benched for the majority of the third period on Friday night because he took by the time two periods was done, he had already taken three pretty bad penalties and JFL basically yanked him and said, you're done. You're on the bench for the rest of the night. And he sat in the press box the following night. Um, Jan Mishak actually got a uh, healthy scratched on Saturday as well, which I wasn't tremendously thrilled about. Um, I, I don't like to see, I understand that the team is struggling. I understand that, you know, messages need to be sent, but Hopefully that's just a one game uh, scratch for Jan Meshack because that is not where he needs to be working on his game. Um, this was a much different game in terms of penalties. Um, actually, it was Cleveland who was getting called for more of the penalties uh, on Saturday. Uh, they uh, Cleveland only got one power play opportunity. They didn't convert on it. The Rocket did convert on their power play uh, one. They went one for four on the power play, which isn't tremendous but at least at least it was something they put up 52 shots against the monsters which jeffel was happy to see 52 shots um and uh they came out with the win in this one but it wasn't easy they didn't make it easy for themselves and cleveland hung in there with them it took them all the way to the shootout uh they went i believe eight rounds in the shootout before they finally decided it um kevin poulan was in net. he wasn't looking particularly great in net um you know, it's that's been a big issue. I mean, the goaltending in Laval, between the veteran and and the prospect, has just not been good enough, uh, and it's been a it's been a big issue. Uh, but um, Laval went on to win it, which meant of three games they walked away with four out of six points last week. Now that you can live with that. Take the terrible loss on Friday night. You can live with four out of six uh, points. So the question now is. Do they have something to build off of? They have one more game at home uh, this Wednesday night against Abbotsford again. Now they beat Abbotsford a week ago. Are they going to get that same Abbotsford team this week and and tack another win onto onto the homestand and come out with just one loss in the homestand? Um, it's possible. They know that they can do it, um, and really they need to. Do, despite two wins last week. They are still, when you're looking at winning percentage, they are still last in the division, last in the conference, and I believe second or third to last in the league in the standings as far as winning percentage, um, which is way, way, way not good enough. And if they can get another two points versus Abbotsford this week, it would be to their advantage because then they go on the road uh, next weekend, and they play in Belleville twice. And Belleville has been doing a pretty good job. Um, Belleville is going to be a tough customer for them, and uh, they need to to shore up whatever points they can. Um, would like to make sure, you know, we'd like to see the prospects still getting the better opportunities. That night that Jan Mishak watched from the box, Yese um, uh, Ulanin was also dropped from the first line down to the third line not thrilled about that either. Jesse Ulanen is not a third line forward. Um, playing with with Danik Martel and Mitchell Stevens, that is that's not doing anything for Jesse Ulanen. So hopefully we see Yesse Ulanen restored to the top line. Hopefully we see Jan Mishak back in the lineup. And, you know, would like to see the goaltending. I would really really like to see at least one of those two goaltenders steal a game for Laval. Um, that would be some forward progress. But we're just gonna have to wait to see. Uh, and when Patrick Williams joins us in the next segment, uh, he's gonna talk to us a bit about his take on on this kind of wild weekend, uh, for the Laval Rocket. And uh We'll just have to see if they're able to actually build on having. This is probably the first week of the season that they had a winning record, coming off of the week, um, you know, for for the for the week's performances. So we'll see. They've got Abbotsford on Wednesday night at home, and then Belleville Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, it's. Uh, it's going to be something, let me tell you. Um, and we'll see if Alex is he- Alex Belzeal has not played for the last uh, it's a week or two. He has been injured. Uh, and so we'll see if he gets healthy this week and is able to come back. Other than that, it's, it's just going to be kind of buckle in and, and see if they can find some consistency, stay out of the box, and if they can start to actually – get some confidence because right now they don't look like they're playing as a team. Um, and when they're playing against a team that was absolutely bare bones of their roster and was getting dominated by them, that's very, you know, that's very telling so we'd like to see Laval do that. We'd like to see Laval come together as a team and actually start to to move forward. So we will have all the coverage of it. Be sure to uh, check out our in game updates, uh, both home and away, over at the AHL Report on Twitter, and of course then after every game, check out AHLReport.com for our full comprehensive post game recaps. That will keep you all up to speed on what's happening in Laval. Uh, And, of course, we'll go over everything next week on the show and get you all up to speed. Uh, Right now, we are going to hear a brand-new message from our sponsors over at DraftKings. And on the other side of that, Patrick Williams will be here to join me in the studio for the AHL hot stove. You don't want to miss it. You are listening to the Press podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Hey, hockey fans. Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, AHLreport.com, part of Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson. Thank you so much for being here. You can find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at the Press Zone. Um, and as I mentioned in the first segment, really just Really encourage you to make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. It takes just a second to do that. It also only takes a second to hit the share button and share this episode on your favorite social media platform. All right. Well, uh, it is finally that time of the Press Zone podcast when Patrick Williams joins us and uh, comes on in for the AHL hot stove. I think we're going to have some interesting things to talk about with the Laval Rocket today. Patrick, how are you? good how are you i'm doing well thank you getting ready for uh turkey dinner this week since you know the canadians got to all have their turkey a month ago us slowly people down here in the in the lower 48 had to wait so <laughs> it's
0: uh it's a big deal on the hockey calendar for sure.
2: <laughs> very, is. very much is um speaking of big deals I want to get to, first and foremost, right off the bat, this week's AHL Player of the Week because, well, he's got a pretty significant uh, pretty significant reason for getting that accolade this week was because he played the Laval Rocket this weekend, and that is none other than the Cleveland Monsters' Trey fix Walansky um, Laval fans, if they watch the games this weekend, this shouldn't come as a surprise uh, that, uh, that he gets AHL Player of the Week, if Habs fans weren't watching Laval let's just uh let's just say that in his three games played one against Belleville and two against Laval last week he put up uh, five goals and five assists and earned himself a call up to uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets so um Patrick can you talk a little bit about you know it's not like Trey Fix Wolanski has not had the scoring touch at other times in his career or or even earlier this season but this was a particularly strong week for him
0: yeah, anytime you can uh put up uh, 14 points in four games, <laughs> seven goals, seven assists. I mean, that's, that's a pretty a much. yeah. Uh, pretty prosperous week uh, or four game stretch there and uh um, you know, he's one of those players. I mean, he's certainly shown like you said in the past uh you know, an ability to have that scoring touch at times, but um, you know, he was you know, eight, eight of his um, 22, or I should say 14 of his 22 points this season um, came in those four games. <laughs> so um, wow. he feasted this week. And um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was an impressive performance, uh, not only by him, but really by uh, the Cleveland Monsters overall uh, what- as they kind of tore through uh, that road trip.
2: Yeah, well, that's just it. So, it particularly coming into the, you know, they they lost in the shootout eight to seven to Belleville on Wednesday night, and they came into into Laval for Friday, Saturday, you know, Friday night and Saturday afternoon, um, pretty much with okay, like this is aside from the thousand and one call ups to Columbus and injuries, like this is all we have left on the roster. Yet mm-hmm. they they they, I mean, I don't think anything. I don't think there's anything to hang their head about about losing in a shootout 8 to 7 to Belleville um and and frankly the shootout loss to Laval on Saturday afternoon equally don't hang your head about that either so this is a team that's really um you know they find themselves up in the they're in second place in the in the North Division and they seem to be just really rallying together uh, decimated in the roster by injuries and call-ups, but but coming together as a team and, and finding a way to get it done.
0: Yeah, so this is a team. Uh, so Trey Fitch-Volansky was uh, actually was called up to, uh, right after that performance. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a team right now dealing with, with uh, recalls to Emil uh, Benstrom, Brendan Gauntz, Marcus Bjork, Billy Sweezy, Gavin Bayreuther, Jay Christensen, and uh, goaltending wise, uh, uh, Daniel Tarasov. So I mean, oh, is that all? Think, yeah. So um, that is a tremendous amount of uh, talent to be uh, missing from a lineup, uh, at really at any stretch of the season, especially early on when um, you know the teams in this league generally are, are still trying to find their footing. So um, I would say Trent Vodelhuber the the first year head coacher, you know, at least early on, would be in certainly the He's in my mind uh, in contention for coach of the year honors because of what mm-hmm. he's been able to implement there, um, that next man up mentality, despite I mean all of the like you said that it's just a parade of players uh, going to and from uh, Columbus. I mean Columbus is actually you know as they've obviously had their their challenges this season early on, and they, you know as we've said so many times before, anything that uh, you know it's going on with the nhl team it inevitably, inevitably it runs downhill right and the hl team is the team that has to deal with the fallouts and um that has not slowed down uh cleveland uh they're only three points off the north division pace uh only six back overall um you know for the league lead uh so uh it's a real impressive uh turnaround it uh, was a team that struggled badly last year they, they got again crushed by injuries and call-ups that's it pretty common theme, it seems like. And um, a yeah, whole new kind of uh, lease on life this year. And uh, I think Trey Fitzwillanski is a real good, you know, symbol of that, uh, you know, a te- team where just everybody's kind of, one night it's one player, another night it's another player. And then on some nights, like last Friday night, it's pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, real, real impressive, uh, you know, leadership by um, a team with not a ton of veterans at this point, but, uh, you know, you're looking at like an 18 year old, like David Jarek, um, you know, sixth overall pick coming in and looking like, you know, he's been a 10 year pro Yeah, he picked apart the Laval rocket on the weekend. He did. Yeah. You know, he was, he was phenomenal. And you can definitely see why he went sixth overall. I mean, you know, it's one thing to do that, to, you know, coming into your draft year, but now he's doing this, you know, second best league in the world. And at times making it look almost easy.
2: So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. uh, Those two games against the Laval rocket. I mean, we saw (laughs) Friday, you know, I I spoke about, I kind of went over all of the details of these two games earlier in the show in the first segment, but from your perspective, watching We've talked uh, in in recent weeks about uh, how how much Laval is struggling, what the issues seem to be, um, but it felt like Friday night's just absolute rout of a loss just really put a big magnifying glass on a lot of issues for Laval, and I don't know that they, you know, Saturday's turnaround was great, and it's great that they got two points. They managed to get uh, four out of six points on the week last week, which is, I don't know that that's something that they've done yet this season. Um, But there were still a lot of gaping problems in that game on Saturday as well. So just from your standpoint, taking a snapshot at Laval for last week, what what did you see out of the weekend from this team?
0: So I was thinking kind of both during and after the game, Right, so it's a it's a two one Cleveland game after two periods. So mm-hmm. Laval's right in it, right? Well, third period starts. Laval takes a, a you know gives up two goals in the to start the period. Or actually, you know, I should say, yeah, Laval gives up two goals to start the period. Uh, Mitchell Stevens got on the board. That's great. Um, you know, he's had a really tough start. But then you know, like a minute, I think it was a minute and a half into the period, Laval takes a penalty. Then I think it was five or six minutes, and Laval takes another penalty, mm-hmm. and it's it's not even just the number of penalties because I mean they're not egregiously high, but it just seems like the timing of these penalties is always at the precise wrong time, and um, when your penalty kill is as bad as Laval's has been, I mean you you don't leave yourself any margin for error any sort of even sort of borderline penalties like Mm -hmm. and you know i was just i was watching i mean just the pk it's just i mean you could drive a truck through some of the seams um in that pk i mean so never mind you get somebody like jerichek and a fix little and you know uh carson meyer i'm just kind of thinking right through that that cleveland lineup i mean Mm mm-hmm they're going to pick it apart and that's exactly what they did. Um, and Laval just had no answer for that. I mean, and you know, it's also to a snowball effect. It seems like one goal very easily with Laval can turn it into two or three goals against, mm-hmm. or, you know, it. Um, you know, the, the really good teams they're able to, to, if they, they let up a goal, even a bad goal, they stop it right there. Like it doesn't go further. Uh, with Laval, especially, I think the way they're struggling it just seems to snowball. And um, yeah, I think if you're—I mean, if you were JF, that was that was a tough period to watch. And I think if we really kind of—if you could boil down the Laval Rocket season so far to one period, I think that would be a pretty emblematic twenty-minute stretch there, um, right. where it was it was ugly, um, and you could just see that this was a team that did not have any answers and really could not do anything to stop that negative momentum. Are, are,
2: are are there any positives to take out? Aside from the fact that they actually got the win on Saturday, they got the two points. Um, was, was it more of there were less penalties called whether that's Laval taking less or maybe the refs taking the, the foot off the gas maybe with the whistles. Um, who knows? Um, but were you know, did you do you believe that there were positives that the team could build off of on Saturday, or just did it, did it just kind of go their way on Saturday?
0: I mean, they put up 50 plus shots, which it's was a I think, lot a positive. And, yeah. um, you know, I think you know, let's let's be honest, when you're a struggling team, you'll take anything that you can get. Mm-hmm.
1: And I've always been to the belief a win is a win, right? Like, you know.
0: No matter how maybe whether they're pretty wins or ugly wins they all look the same in the standings and i think that's one of the big keys right now is you don't want to fall back much further than they already are right i mean you know it's you're what they're playing 382 hockey right now mm-hmm. um, that can get away from you really fast and um, you don't want to get into a situation where it's let's say early december and you're already into that stretch where like almost every game becomes like a, well, uh, almost a must win just to even remain in contention. I mean, obviously there's always the winning versus development debate, but I mean, part of the reason you want to win is just, you want your players to play meaningful games in the second half of the season.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You want them to feel those pressure games when when March and April roll around. If you're out of contention, you know, by February, and you're just playing out the strain. I think that's when development really can take a hit and that's where bad habits creep in, uh, bad, uh, chemistry can creep in. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone starts kind of going off on their own page. And, and I think winning helps sell coaches messages in terms of development. So I think that's where winning really sort of, um, really does count for a lot in this league is it's not just winning for the sake of winning it's also winning to facilitate development and so at the very least at least now you're 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 not falling further back than you already were right Um, and so that's something I think you can you can hang your hat on but I mean this is still a team where Second or third from the bottom in terms of point percentage already, and that's right. only because San Diego and Henderson have really had difficult seasons so far. So um, that division's not going to get any easier either. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of Toronto Marlies on the schedule. <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> Cleveland on the schedule. A lot of Rochester on the schedule. Like really good, high level teams. Um, so there's not going to be a whole lot of uh, leeway with With the schedule and if you get much further behind then that's where I think I've seen I've, I've been around bad teams or losing teams and it's not a good environment for your younger players so I think that's where you really do want them to start picking up some points and just having a sense of just like alright we're moving in the right direction and not just sort of the roof is caving in on us every night so um, right. that's, that's where I think Pulling out that win on Saturdays. I mean, when you put up 52 shots, it, if you don't come away with a win, I think that just sends a lot of, a lot more doubts creeping in. And uh, this is a team that I don't think can afford that many more doubts uh, at this
2: point. Well, it came close since it, since it went yes. to a shootout. Um, so they were very, they were, they were very close to not coming out with a win uh, in more than doubling the shots of their opponent, but um yeah, we remember La- Laval's inaugural season in 1718 was one of the worst on on the Habs AHL affiliates uh, record uh, for the year. So we're hoping that's not going to be a repeat again <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, now, I want to go back to a topic we talked about uh, two weeks ago when we talked about uh, the the award winners in the league for the month of October and the goaltender of the month at that point. Uh, Rick Stevens really ought to be here for a where are they now uh, when we talked about Dustin Tokarski um, and and the very solid play that he was putting up for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in October, earning him goaltender of the month accolades. Um, You've uh, recently written an article for, for the AHL's uh, official website um, about Takarski and the performance that he has put in even since October, uh, continuing that really solid stretch of of play for his team into November as well, correct?
0: Yeah, so Wilkesbury barre um, got off to a 6-0, 1-0 start. Everything was looking great in October. You know, everyone's feeling really good about... Where this is going, what they have, um, it's all sunshine, right? And they lose four in a row to start November. Um, They come into play last weekend, last Friday night. Hershey Bears are in town. Obviously a prime rival for for Um, Mm Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. Hershey had been on a 16-winning streak. And Hershey had handed Wilkes-Barre-Scranton two of those losses, right? And Wilkes-Barre was also starting a stretch of six games in eight nights. Um, so kind of everything was lined Ooh. up against them. Yeah. <laughs> Going into that um, into that game, they the next night they had a road trip into Bridgeport, um, so that that's always a tough uh, tough building to play in. And uh, it was a one nothing game in the third period. Hershey's pushing really hard, and you you can tell like you're just waiting for um, that dam to break. Um, Hershey goes on a five on three it's a one-nothing game for Wolfsbury. Um And you're thinking, all right, all right, here, here it goes, right? And Tokarski was just fantastic in that third period. Um, when he needed to be, too. Like, it wasn't that he was facing a ton of shots, but just, um, you could just see the steadiness that he has and you could see the confidence um, mm-hmm. that he instills in, you know, a young team around him. And that's a team that, you know, for example, with Ty Smith down there, now he's... He's kind of trying to you know, re- rework his game a little bit. There's a lot of youth there, obviously, like most HL teams. And just having somebody that's um, really been through every bit of, of pressure situation that really anyone who's playing in the HL could ever face. You know, he was a goaltender, you know, at the World Junior Championship, um, in, held in Ottawa, no less. So, like, you know, on home home turf won a Memorial cup um, back or two time Calder cup winner. He, he's been to the NHL, you know, Eastern conference final mm-hmm. play. He's been a goaltender for the Montreal Canadians. Uh, he's played on the road in Madison square garden. Um, he played last year with the Buffalo Sabres when they were, you know, in a real, real difficult way. It's not much, not much is going to phase him at this point, And certainly not a 14 losing streak in the AHL. Whereas, you know, for young players who are, going through it for the first time, a four game losing streak can feel like, you know, everything's falling apart. Right. And so that's where I think having those veteran guys really can help. They have to be the right veterans, of course. Right. You can't, just, you know, kind of haphazardly slap together a roster with, with, you know, six vets. But um, if it's the right one and kind of in the right situation, uh, that's where they earn their keep. And, you know, He pulled that win out for them, right? And, you know, they happened to lose the last, you know, uh, the following game. But at least now, that isn't a 16-losing streak they're taking into Charlotte tonight. You know, they're back-to-back games in Charlotte uh, to start the week. Then they come home, they play Lehigh Valley, who's uh, looking like a better team. Then they go up to Springfield the following night. All of a sudden, that that losing streak could have really gotten out of hand, right? Yeah. Nipped it in the bud. Kind of stopped the bleeding got them back at least uh you know a little bit a little more even footing footing and uh now now they can kind of uh, reset and now they go into this week you know feel a little bit better about their game so uh, they played well the following night in bridgeport uh, that was a one goal game until the final minute so um yeah he's just uh you know he's an interesting guy right like interesting personality but uh you know he's he's been able to kind of be on both sides of that prospect spectrum, but also now the mentor, you know, he worked with Alex Nijelkovic, um, uh, you know, with, uh, the 2019, uh, Charlotte Checkers team that won the Calder cup. Um, and, uh, he's just, uh, he's had an interest, interesting career for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's where, like I said, that's where the vets in this league really earn their money. And, uh, that's why NHL teams are willing to pay them top dollar to, um, to play in this league and and to uh, kind of uh, especially in the early part of the season, really kind of carry a lot of the load uh, as, as the younger players start to find themselves. Um, so um, I thought uh, JD Forrest, the the head coach, had a really good quote there. Um, you know, he said he knows he's an NHL caliber goalie. You know, and so um, wow, I think uh, that 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 was a really good way to put it. That you know. That, that that's something that you don't always see in this league. There's a lot of guys that don't believe they are are necessarily NHL caliber, but uh, you know, having that confidence there, I think just it just spreads across the entire team. So, um,
1: real good example.
0: I thought I was I was kind of looking for a story like that. You know, where a vet can really kind of um, come in and and earn their keep, and I thought that was a really good example of it.
2: And we always like to hear that former members of the montreal canadians organization are going on to do great things uh after their tenure is done with the habs organization so uh thank you for that and and listeners can certainly check out the full article at the ahl's website theahl.com um and with that we've got another ahl hot stove in the bag this is a great episode a uh, great edition of it we thank you uh so much for for being here each and every week and let's hope i don't know maybe next week we'll be we'll see what laval does against uh belleville brennan saunier maybe uh maybe getting some some revenge to uh, the the (laughs) team he just left uh this coming weekend We'll i'm i'm betting we're gonna have some interesting things to talk about next week
0: i think that's a safe bet yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks for being here and uh we'll talk to you next tuesday on the press zone
0: sounds good thank you
2: well, let's hope that next week's AHL Player of the Week uh, doesn't earn that title off the backs of the Laval Rocket, kind of like Trey Fix Wolanski did this week. Although, complete congratulations to him. He, I mean, it wasn't just as you heard from Patrick; it was not just those two Laval games. Uh, it was also the game against Belleville the we- uh, Wednesday night prior to those games, and 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 the game right before that. So he has had just a, a tremendous. Uh, run of things congratulations to him and thank you so much to Patrick Williams for joining us again for the AHL hot stove he always brings such great insight and information uh, from all around the league Uh, well that is going to do it for us this week before we go I should uh, remind you that we are still in the midst of our Movember fundraising Uh, if you would like to help us reach our goal we are we are inching our way there uh, we've got, of course, the gentlemen on the team are growing their Mo's. Uh, I've heard some great, uh, mustache mustache fashion is, is well in play on the rocket sports media team. Uh, others like myself are participating in the move for Movember challenge, uh, where I'm challenged to walk 60 kilometers this month, representing the 60 men we lose every hour to men's health issues. Um. And I am like three quarters of the way there, maybe eighty-five percent of the way there. I think I'm, I think I'm somewhere around forty-eight kilometers into that sixty kilometers. I've got a week to go uh, to to cap it off. So if you would like to donate, if you would like to help, uh, visit our Movember page at movember.com/t/allhabs. Again, that's Movember.com slash T slash All Habs. Uh, or if you check out the article about this podcast on our website, ahlreport.com, there's a link right in the show notes that you can just click and go right to our page. Even if you just donate $1, uh, that really helps uh, get us to our goal and helps us to help this wonderful cause supporting men's health and raising awareness for men's health. So we appreciate everyone. If you have already contributed, we thank you very much. Um, be sure of course you are subscribed also to our sister podcast, the Canadians connection podcast, uh, hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella every Saturday. You can find that at Canadians uh, I will remind you if you haven't done so already to follow and subscribe our U- to our YouTube cha- YouTube channel. I can speak really. Uh, that is YouTube.com/allhabs or now that we have uh, handles in youtube you can just search for at all habs and that will take you right to our page subscribe uh and hit the notification bell because every thursday i host the habs hockey report show on our youtube channel and you don't want to miss that we've had hundreds of subscribers in the last couple of months having a really great time over on the youtube channel um and with that it's uh you know, it's going to be another fun week of hockey. Montreal's got uh, a bit of a different schedule this week because it is Thanksgiving in the United States, which means I will be spending Thursday uh, stuffing my face like a turkey <laughs> with some turkey. Uh, so for my fellow U.S. listeners, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you this week. I uh, hope you enjoy some good food and time with your family. Be uh, Be safe and make sure all of us come back here next Tuesday for another fun episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio.
1: Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit ahlreport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.